A few years ago, I was doing Paddle the Dawn, which is this event where they actually open the sluice gates at the top of the Don. Well, not the very top, but at the, you know, up a further northern juncture of the Don. And so the water runs a little higher. And then you go to a park near Eglinton and you get into a canoe or a kayak and away you go. And I flipped out of that canoe and ended up in the water. Lost a camera too, I might add. And at the time, just because of the impression that we have of the Don River, I was put to mind of, um, what movie was it? Silkwood. Remember in Silkwood, every time somebody got contaminated with the nuclear plant, they would have to put them in a shower and scrub them down like they were trying to eliminate an entire layer of skin. That's how I felt about being in the Don River. But apparently, it's in better shape than we thought. And um, there's all kinds of remediation work going on. I mean, most of it is for the purposes of um, flood control. But the Don River is a very different thing now than it was, say, in the 1970s. Jennifer Bonnell is an associate professor of history at Toronto's York University and wrote a book called Reclaiming the Don. It's nice to have you. Good morning, Professor. Good morning, John. Thanks for the invitation. Okay, so what is the general condition of the Don River right now? Well, I'd say it's it's got a long way to go. It's still one of Canada's most polluted rivers. Not many fish, fish or other, you know, um, animals of any kind can live there now due to the polluted conditions of the water and its heavy salt content. So there's there's still a very long way to go. So what's in the water, or is this a result of stuff that you know is is in the water bed or whatever, and is going to take forever to wash away? A lot of what's in the water is what comes off our streets and roads every day. So road salt, um, you know, all the the dog poop that doesn't get picked up, anything that lands on our roads eventually makes our way into not only the Don, but other waterways in the city through storm sewers. Um, that are still connected to those waterways. So not only that, I mean, the pollution that goes, the, the sewage that goes into the Don at least is is well treated, um, but it does make up uh, a good percentage of its flow. I think something like a third of the flow of the river is, is treated sewage. Okay, so I was right to be afraid of falling into it? I think so. <laughs> I'd want to have a good shower. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Um, can you take us back in time, though? Because there have to be certain chapters. I, I was looking at a picture the other day of people swimming in the Don River. And as a matter of fact, they were swimming naked in the Don River because back in the day, that's what, what people did. But presumably pre-industry, the Don River was pristine. Yes. And it's really, you know, by the early 1800s, when, when Toronto is, is just developing as the city of York, um, that you start to get uh, associations of, of danger associated with the Don and especially the lower portions of the river. Um, there were a lot of, of wetlands and marshes around the river mouth. And, you know, at the time, people were concerned about getting ill by inhaling the vapors of decaying matter in places like marshes and swamps. What was really happening was they were being bitten by malaria carrying mosquitoes. So 
you know, at the time of early settlement, when there was just so much um, disturbance to land through cutting down a lot of trees and so on, we created the conditions that w- made um, Anopheles mosquitoes, malaria-carrying mosquitoes, pretty happy here in uh, in Toronto. And people would get sick every summer with lake fever, um, which was essentially malaria. Uh, so the dawn, you know, it was a place that people started to avoid, and it came to carry these associations of, um, you know, stay away, stay away from those lowlands around the mouth of the Don. And you actually start to see the city moving to the west and to the north away from those early moorings near the Don. Um, By the mid 19th century, you've got a lot of sort of noxious industry associated, you know, finding location on the mouth, on the banks of the river, things like tanneries and breweries and um, slaughterhouses and basically the river and the river valley became a place to put things you didn't want to look at and you didn't want to smell um and that really just accelerates with the straightening of the river in the 1880s which was you know propelled by rail interests um to bring rail in through the eastern part of the city rail was having to back into the city through the western entrance so they really wanted an eastern entrance and it's really hard to run a rail line along a curvy river. So uh, straightening the dawn really um, propelled that industrialization um, through rail. And you got a lot more industry, including oil refineries um, located along the lower dawn, and then more and more sewage entering the mix. So, you know, by the time of the straightening, the river is, is the reports of the river in the newspapers are something else to read because yeah. it is horrendous. Yeah. Okay, so do we ever get back to a point where somebody would want to dip a toe into the Don River? Yeah, well, I mean, it really depends on where, right? Like the lower Don, no. Um, although you do see kids swimming just upriver from where they're doing the straightening work. There's photos of that. It's astonishing. There's this massive machinery in the river, and you've got little boys swimming just upstream. But yeah, if you're swimming around Sunnybrook, um, no problem, right? Like the river was a lot cleaner up there. Uh Certainly by the mid 20th century, there would have been sewage outfalls into the river and it probably wasn't a great idea. Um, but it's really the lower stretch south of the Girard that's heavily industrialized and a, and a place to avoid. Um, you know, there's a there's some paper mills and other things, um, dye factories that are located in the 1950s and 60s, a bit further upriver. Um, but yeah, I'd say for in living memory, it probably wasn't a good idea to swim in the river. Super. Thanks for this. Appreciate it. You're welcome. Jennifer Bonnell is author of a book called Reclaiming the Dawn.